This is FS Uncovered, podcast of M&M Service Company, serving our customers' needs by providing excellent products, services, and innovative solutions. So we are here today with our seed department. We have Austin Landon, our seed warehouse manager, Tim Walsh, our seed marketing manager, and we're also joined by Brian. Austin and Tim, you guys are new to the show, so we like to just do a little introduction. Um, so Austin, we'll start with you. Just a little background about yourself and what you do for the company. And Yeah, new to the show and new to the company for that matter. Uh, I've only been with the company since November. Uh, before I worked with the company, I, I sold a little bit of seed, just peddled here and there. And then I also worked as a uh, uh, agronomist for a crop consultant company. And so, uh, grew up in Chesterfield, just north of Chesterfield, um, went to Carlinville High School after Carlinville, went to, got, spent two years at Lincoln Land, did uh, two years at Carbondale, and uh, hit the workforce. All right, thanks. Tim? I grew up in Jerseyville, just south of town there, and I live in Godfrey now. I raise cattle and Worked in a seed company since I was probably 13 years old. I just learned about everything oh, wow. about seed. So. <laughs> Good fit for you then. Well, thanks guys for joining us today. So it is fall, so it's time to start thinking about seed for 2023. So I'd like to start with, if we could just talk a little bit about our seed department and our seed business and what we do for, what we can do for our growers. Um, so whoever who wants to, to start. We handle the Envision High Soy, the Calvin Asgro corn and soybeans. We try to dabble with all the traits available. We're always looking at some way to improve the bottom line to the farmers. Yeah, I think you know, as far as just handling multiple platforms, um, the most important thing is we're always going to have an option for the customers. So, I mean, we have so many options for, for different soil types, um, just different farm practices, uh, especially for guys that want to try for more high management uh, practices. I, I mean, we've got options for just about everything. So what I'm hearing is customization. Yeah. You can do that. Fit the right seed to your acre. So you guys mentioned uh, when you talk about customization on on the grower's acre. Can you explain on that and explain what you mean by that? Well, we can start with what do they want for seed treatment, we can start from there. We can go all the way through to the trait for like soybeans. You can use the E3 or the flex trait, or we can even go back to just the straight dicamba if they doesn't, they don't need the flex trait for the Liberty piece. It seems like we, every year we have more problems with weeds. We just keep adding more traits to help get, keep the fields clean. Or we could still go after that conventional market uh, for growers that are wanting to go ahead and uh, get that premium. The key thing to me, Tony, is the uh, uh, the access of germplasm and trait platforms from uh, multiple providers, uh, Bayer uh, and other providers. When you look at trait platforms or um, Corteva for Enlist and you know conventional, when you look across you know anybody and everybody, but you know it's pretty diverse. You're accessing germplasm and, and traits from a diverse lineup. So with that, you get to cater more towards uh, anybody and everybody you're not product specific on this hybrid variety goes here or no I'm only selling one trait platform we have the diversity and able to provide the products and solutions uh, for our for our diverse 
customers. So that to me is vitally important when you're in the seed business. When you're in a one trait focus or a, um, you know one brand focus, it doesn't allow you very many options. So having the dual brand strategy or multiple brands and selling uh, multiple lines of germplasm and multiple trait platforms and um, different genetics provides you more diversity, more customization options for your farmer's needs. Yeah, and I think that's huge because, I mean, coming from somebody that's actually just sold one line of seed, it is difficult. Uh, you know, you, you might have a good product that's going to fit that right acre, but unless you have a customer that's going to manage it the correct way, um, it's difficult, whereas we have, once again, multiple brands, and so you do have more options that might fit that management style just a little bit better. Well, I mean, customers want, you know, customers buy seed based off a relationship, but, you know, most importantly anymore, it's, it's about relationship, but it's about what you have to offer. And to me, if you can offer the complete farm, make it simple for the grower and be able to offer a multiple lines of germplasm, genetics, um, trait platforms, uh, put you in the driver's seat for, for being able to sell the, have the opportunity to sell the whole farm instead of just bits and pieces. Not saying that bits and pieces are, aren't bad to have, but being able to complete, you know, the entire on-farm package is huge anymore. Farmers want it simple. They don't want to want it very complicated. I think not just farmers want it simple. I think everybody wants it simple. It sounds like, you know, having that one-stop shop. Anymore. What, simple? Yeah. We live in a pretty complex world. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we make it out to be that way. Uh, no, I think that sounds great. One thing uh, I want to I go back on, uh, Tim, you mentioned that you have to, uh, I'm going to apologize for uh, me being uh, such a novice. You mentioned the, uh, I think you said the E3 platform and the flex platform you're talking about the, the some of the uh some of, of our offerings for our for myself and some of our listeners can you expand on that what 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 that means what those are the e3 is a 240 based product okay and the flex is a dicamba based product so. okay so you mentioned you mentioned the flex and you but then you also mentioned the dicamba so what what's different about is there any difference between those two or is just another terminology for it Dicamba beans were just straight dicamba or Roundup, and they brought the flex to the table with added the Liberty to the mix. Gotcha. So it's got flex dicamba or dicamba Liberty and Roundup. So if we if we if we stay on that, so since I brought that back up, if we if we stay on that topic, we talk about soybeans specifically and those different uh, uh, those different platforms. As we know, year every year is different. Uh, when you when you think about uh, planting season last year, the, the harvest that we're going to see over the next few weeks to months, and then looking at 23, you know, what platform, not to say you want to, that, you, you know, you're going to push growers to, to the, to the wrong things, uh, or, but what, what platform do you, do you see being the most popular going into going into next year or, or where, where maybe you see guys maybe shifting acres to after seeing some, maybe what, what the expected results are going to be over the next few weeks. I think most of the shift has already happened. Really? We, we might have a few more E3s, but I think the flex, we all thought the E3 was going to be an easier platform, but the flex is just as simple. If you really work with it, the biggest thing about the flex is you got a deadline that you have to be sprayed by and mother nature usually 
doesn't give you weather ahead of that deadline that you can do it. It's always after the deadline. So, like, well, this has been better weather to spray this now, but we can't because it's June twentieth. So, and and I and I know. Let me back up to I know given our geography um, in our territory with Madison, McCoupin, Montgomery County, there's certain areas where you know those options are more limited limited based on where you're at. You know, some you know some of those platforms. You know. It, guys are a little more limited too so let me let me let me say that as well yeah the the dicamba platform does run into a few more issues but 24d seems like it's it works where it's going to work it's we're not going to add much to it so it's i kind of grew up right over there in jersey county and we couldn't spray much dicamba or 24d because we'd run into the orchards around us so mm-hmm. you you wipe out two or three years of tree it isn't very fun so yeah both platforms have positive and negative but the important thing to me of both both platforms is you have the alternative herbicide being glufosinate or liberty to be able to spray be sprayed across both platforms so to me if you're uncomfortable uh, with dicamba or maybe you're uncomfortable with enlist spraying that you have that alternative platform so given the right environment glufosinate is still a very solid product that will perform well, um, the key to that product performing is hot or humid, more humid conditions, which we typically get in the month of June and July. So it was it was where a, I, it was a little humid in, in June. Yeah, this it was year. one of the hottest Junes and probably Julys that we've had in a long time. But you know, when I look at it, uh, I'm checking that on McCoupin County having their fair earlier. It just seems yeah. like that's when we bring the yeah. heat. Yeah, true. Yeah. And on the shot of rain, um, and. So from there, whenever I look at trait selection, uh, I look at what's going to perform the best. I don't worry about the emotional side of being able to spray a herbicide. You can get into the topics of conversation about supply and those sorts of things, and there's there's no we're going to be fine on on it all. But uh, to me, you got to chase the performance of the soybean. You got to find it always works out. Yeah, and it, the herbicide application usually always just works out in some way, shape, or form. So. Something odd to that. I mean, and I have a bias towards the extend platform anyway. And so, but you know, back before what the flex platform came out in 2020, 2020, yeah, had not 19, 20, something like that. But you, you know, before then, I mean, you, you had these beans that had, the, the, you know, huge genetic potential. Um, but then you hit June 15th or whatever the June 20th, whatever the cutoff date was. And then you couldn't spray, um, you, you couldn't spray Extendamax or Ingenia, whatever your preferred choice was. And so, with flex beans coming out using the, the same genetic platform that the Extend beans have, but adding glufosinate, I thought that was a game changer. Yeah, most definitely, especially with the Asgro brand, they haven't ever had the Liberty trait in them. Yeah, and uh, the farmers were demanding, they were wanting uh, that that glufosinate trait in in those soybeans, so. But again, I, I look at it from the standpoint of don't focus on the emotional side of the post-application, which there was a lot of, I'll call it some fear-mongling, some fear-selling based upon supply of certain products that happened in 22. Uh, we didn't really have too awful much of that, if any at all. I know we didn't here at M&M, but uh, there was maybe some scattered around in certain certain areas, certain geographies, but uh, locally we never had anything. But uh, you know, to me, I think you just focus on uh, you know, obviously the performance of the soybeans, number one, but uh, 
don't don't get hung up on even though you're paying for that trait that doesn't mean that you have to spray it um, if you don't feel comfortable with it I mean uh, the key to uh, a solid uh, well successful herbicide program is layering residuals and keeping fields clean so if you're going after a weed I don't care if it's dicamba liberty or or 2,4-D, if you're going after a weed that's over 12 inches tall, I mean, according to most labels, it's 4 to 6 inches tall. So if you're going after a weed that's over 12 inches tall and you don't have great performance, well, you're already federally off the label. Um, so it's not the herbicide's fault. You need to fix something else in your herbicide program so you don't have those situations. To me, that's where you got to focus your, your attention on. You don't focus your attention on the emotional side of the trait. Yeah, I think, I mean, whenever I was doing the consulting gig. I mean, I really tried to focus on uh, scouting fields that were sprayed about 21 days previous and uh, making sure that the next application was going to be in the next, you know, four to five days before that 28-day mark. I'm big on chemicals. <laughs> I yeah. just stuff, so. <laughs> I mean, we're seeing it in corn, too. I mean, uh, you're starting to see a selection pressure of uh, water hemp with HPPDs. So it's not just in soybeans. It's, it's in corn, too. So the best defense against any uh, any weed is not allow weed to come up. So the start clean, stay clean mentality of corn and soybean uh, herbicide applications is, I mean, that's where your, your, your head needs to be at. It doesn't need to be on the emotional side of uh, picking the right herbicide that you've got to spray in June or July and August. So. We're going to, we're going to stay, stay with soybeans here, guys. And you guys have given us a tremendous amount of information on, on all the platform, a lot of the platforms we have and have a great appreciation for the the, the chemistry lesson too brian uh it's a really good it's really good information i wish we could you know we we could really just keep expanding on that i, I feel like uh but and if you want to we, we've we gone can. enough we've okay. talked enough of it okay we beat the herbicide application up enough. <laughs> but you know we talk seed we know is a highly competitive business you guys are up well, I should say we, we are up with tremendous competition out there. And in, in fact, we have, in a lot of cases, we have competitors that are offering similar same products uh, that, that we offer as well. What are some of the differentiators you guys use uh, this time of year over the winter time to, to help growers with those seed selections with some of the programs that we have, whether, you know, talk about some of the programs. Is there anything that we do in terms of the services we provide, uh, maybe programs that we have uh, going on as well? One of the programs we have like a program where if you're loyal to us, we try to give you a little bit of rewards to keep you happy. And we also have the financing program, which today is huge. If you ask me, cause 0% for, Till next October is, especially with interest, interest rates coming up, it's, it helps. It, it's, you can take advantage of all your discounts plus get no financing, which sometimes you're kicking a can down the street and have to pay it for this fall anyway, but that's, at least you have your grain in a bin that you've used. So instead of paying for ammonia a year ahead before you even look at it. Uh, I mean, we offer a, a pretty solid book of programs that we can offer to the loyal guy, the new guy, the uh, financing options, um, you know, a, quite a few opportunities when it look, when you look at, uh, you know, benefits for the grower to do business with M&M and not a, another dealer and not even talking about products, you know, specifically. So just doing business from partner to partner, uh, there's benefits on, on both behalf. So 
especially the little old guy, the guy that continues to do business with us over and over again. He's not, you know, he's got not getting that new grower discount that you, you go from AT&T to DirecTV all the time to play that game. Um, you know, we give that benefit up front to, to the guy that, that continues to do business with us over and over again. So we reward everybody and the new guy for, for signing up with us. So, you know, and then when you look at it from uh, what our sales team have to, has to offer of, uh, you know, not just selling the seed and then, uh, hey, I'll see you at harvest. But, you know, when you look about the the entire picture of what our uh, sales force um you know, does with that grower with fertility or crop protection and then anhydrous ammonia, um, you know, scouting and everything that he's involved with in that grower's operation and you throw seed on it. I mean, what a better place to, uh, um, to put your trust into somebody, uh, especially when you have a really good relationship established, you know, that, that crop specialist knows quite a bit about your your fields and farms and knows how to place those the right hybrids and varieties on on those fields so i mean not saying a competitive dealer doesn't know that but he's probably not in tune to your ph levels your p's your k's you know how much ammonia you're putting on and you know all those sorts of things where our guys are they they, they pretty well know all that stuff because we're doing all the other business so to me it makes it makes the, all the pillars work together and Ultimately, we're all trying to achieve optimum yield. So, what a better opportunity for that customer to achieve that. Also, when your customer comes out there at the end of the year, if he jumps in a combine rides with you, in the past I felt that if I jump in there and the farmer is wanting 180 bushel to 200 bushel average, and you jump in there and you've made him 220, it's a win for you. You're just as happy as he is. Usually, it's it's fun to be able to actually have a win nobody likes to ride in a combine when we fail. So it's uh, a, <laughs> when we fail, it's a, uh, we hurt just as much as they do. seems like. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Austin, you know, when we look at, you know, the seed warehouse, what do we, is there anything that we offer or have you know, specifically that we're offering services that we have for those customers or, you know, the types of treatments that we're going to have on, on, on soybeans this year? Yeah. So, I mean, we offer a plethora of customizable treatment options i mean we have our fs guardian um then we also have our fs sure stand both of them have uh it's a cytokinin it's a growth promoter and so just something to help get beans out of the ground and start capturing that sunlight uh something else we do we have uh bulk tenders and so especially for guys that are local around uh Litchfield, Irving, Bunker Hill, uh, we deliver a lot of bulk soybeans. And so if you've got a bulk tender, um, maybe a wagon with an auger on it, you know, you, you never have to worry about even touching a bean. Um, the only time you're going to be touching the bean is uh, going from, from tender to planter. Um, so I think that that's huge. It's just one less step that our customers have to worry about. Um, as far as logistics go, it, it's, it's easier for them. Um, we're able to treat, man, we, we can treat a few thousand units a day. And so, um, you, you know, logistics from our standpoint, we, we have, we, we have enough employees. Uh, it's once again, just a good program to, to offer to customers. Do you offer anything new this year? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we're actually going to move away from, uh, Cruiser Max Vibrance, which was the uh, 
base of our, our, our FS Sure stand, and we're going to go to a Cruiser Max APX. It's going to be almost the same thing. Uh, Cruiser Max Vibrance was a insecticide along with three three fungicides. Uh, Cruiser Max APX is going to go from three fungicides to four. And I think, if I remember right, that uh, fourth fungicide is really going to help fight against Pythium. And and Phytophthora. Okay. Okay. Um, And then, well, I mean, once again, you know, while we're talking about our customizable options, um, we also have the option for using either Salter or Alevo, which is going to help against uh, defense with SDS. And Cis Nematode. That's true, too. Yep, Cis Nematode. And plus your new Silver Streak instead of the Dry Palmer. Yeah, yeah, Silver Spark. Silver Spark. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to be going from uh, from a dry polymer that uh, may have been causing some issues with with some bridging inside uh, boxes or seed tenders. Uh, it's just going to give it more of a slicker coat. And uh, just as far as flowability goes, uh, we're going to be cutting down on some uh, treatment chunks, uh, just ultimately giving the farmer a better product. Nice. You mentioned some of the some of the area locations where we can offer a lot of those. Uh, ask real quick. No, which lo- which location are we doing treatments out of? Oh yes, yeah. So all of our treating is out of. Uh, well, we we have two locations, and so Litchfield covers the the vast majority of uh, what we're doing. But of course, Marine also offers. Marine second. Yep. <clears throat> okay. So. If we move move away from soybeans for now, unless you guys have anything else to to talk about, uh, well, I, hey, I was gonna say wheat, but if you want to go over to go over to, <laughs> oh, there's that negativity towards that crop that just seems to fill that that position. We are coming. We are c- coming up on where a lot of those decisions need to be made on wheat. What's, what's the outlook for this year look like? I know last year uh, seemed like a, we had a lot more, there was a lot more wheat acres in the countryside. I know a lot of that, it seemed like it was affected on, uh, you know, pricing. But is, is that kind of that same uh, same sentiment out there? Or are, are, are you looking at, looking at guys that looking at, you know, grow those acres? Or I think wheat acres will be flat to maybe up a little bit. Just the well, you have your nitrogen price and everything else. It just seems like people want to keep your money a little bit smaller. And honestly, you get 80 bushel wheat and 45, 50 bushel beans. That acre makes a little more money than the corn acre does. Yeah, I think you've got the, uh, I would probably agree, a flat to maybe slightly up. Um, you know, guys are moving away. At least, you know, our geography has been, especially in the north, there's been a lot of corn on corn. So, uh, Farmers are looking into being a little bit more diverse anymore than, than the monocropping of just corn after corn after corn after corn then maybe throw in a, uh, a year of soybeans. So let me talk into the microphone. Actually, helps with Krista. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think you got a lot of folks that are, uh, you know, looking into diversifying, uh, bringing a little cash flow in through the summer months. Commodity prices have helped uh, with wheat, especially, you know, to bring, you know, to, like Tim said, you throw a, a 80 bushel wheat crop at, I don't know what the wheat price is today, but I mean, this past year it was seven, eight bucks, nine, ten, however high I went. And then you throw a 40 bushel bean crop into it. It's it's pro- more profitable than a uh, a corn acre or soybean acre. So, uh, and you bring that cash in, the, a lot of that cash in the summertime, which is, you know, 
typically the 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 bank account's getting fairly empty when it gets into the summer months of a of farmer for the most part. So, um, you know, again, it kind of breaks up a cycle when it look at agronomics and diseases, and uh, it just brings a little bit more diversity. Guys are able to get a tile machine in there if they want to and, and do some extracurricular activities, um, ditches, those sorts of things, and, and do some favorable work. Sure, I just we you know over the summer I think we had had some of the agronomists on and they were talking about some successes they had in wheat and wanted to see kind of we we know those decisions are going to have to be made here pretty shortly. Is there what's the outlook on you know especially on supply when it when it comes to a lot of those products? Wheat supply for the most part is pretty decent. It's a little better than it was last year. We we're sure going to run out of some of the top varieties like we always do, but they're. Just because we don't have their number one pick doesn't mean that third and fourth pick won't do as well. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I would always encourage it doesn't matter. We're talking wheat, corn, soybeans. I mean, the early bird gets a worm. So you have all your ducks in a row, get it ordered, get it ordered quick. And so that way we can get it in and get it to you because we're going to be planting wheat here in 30 days. So it'd be time to get it done. And, and we don't want to wait until November to get it planted. So sooner we get it in, sooner we get it ordered, get it in and get it to you, the faster you can plant it whenever you get the, the other crop off. So the last thing I would put a plug in is our uh, our double crop program. So you plant the uh, FS Inspire wheat, um, you're automatically qualified for the uh, double crop soybean program. So if your intentions are to plant soybeans after that wheat, you know, we have a program dedicated specifically for you for, for planting in FS Inspired wheat along with FS High Soy. So book your wheat, book your beans, you're taken care of. Plus, if you get winter kill, you do get your wheat money back towards Envision Corn. Yep. So. There's your corn plug right there. Envision. So <laughs> we mentioned corn. Uh, kind of the same same things what we talked about with with the soybeans. What's looking at the at twenty three? What are some of the things? Or some of what our offerings are in terms of like marketing programs? Are there is there any, any differences to what? what the soybeans are, what's your outlook in terms of not necessarily, you know, hybrid by hybrid, but you know, you, you guys talked about the different bean platforms. What about corn? What, what kind of differences, differentiate differentiators are out there uh, that we have? Our corn performs so well, we don't need programs, but we give them to make people feel better. <laughs> Similar programs. We keep it simple. We, we, uh, you know, we look at the little guy and we reward him for doing business with us year over year. We look at the, the new guy. Uh, so programs are all pretty similar, um, you know, offering offering the degree, uh, the degree, uh, offering the DeKalb Envision lineup, you know, system supported brands from uh, from the Growmark system uh, is what we lead with. Uh, we're heavier from the DeKalb side from uh, feel like DeKalb performance has been very strong and and uh, second with the Envision, but uh, you know Envision's making a pretty big charge with their lineup as well, and uh, price points a little bit less, and uh, wouldn't undermine the performance of that brand versus the Decal brand. I think that's why, you know, the two brands work well for us as a company, and and we're able to offer that complete package to the farmer. So, you know, when you look at trait platforms and all that, we're able to offer Bayer traits, uh, Syngenta traits. Um, when you look at uh, offerings there, so. Yeah, from the uh, below ground insects to the above ground in- insects, we're able to offer anything and everything. So, I think one thing that's going to be really, and I'm that they're they're working on the genetics right now, uh, just trying to to boost them a little bit. 
but uh, coming from the the bear platform, I'm really really <coughs> excited to be looking at some of these uh, tricepin numbers here in the next few years. And so the grain quality that's been coming out of them, uh, just because you don't have insects eating your crop, um, it looks very very promising. Yeah, I would agree with it. Having that extra above ground control of your worm is critical form of it's not a bt trade it's a vegetable trade it's kind of neat yep. the way the vitara comes about so is there anything else in regards to 23 you guys want to mention or yeah i mean when you look at talk about when you look at 23 I, I guess i would say that uh you know there's 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 a lot of conservativeness to you know our patrons now with fertility harvest looks like it's going to be a little bit further behind but i i would say don't 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 let that deter you from making your seed decisions today. Don't wait because, uh, again, uh, your heavy hitters are going to sell out, and they're going to sell out fast. Uh, performance of the hybrids when you look across most of the state, especially our territory, is going to be huge. We're going to have some of the best crop that we've raised. So I think that alone is going to – I mean, I think we're going to have a pretty high demand of the brands we have to offer, and I definitely wouldn't wait to make our decisions don't wait on plot data, even though I know a lot of guys like to look at plot data, and I think that's a good thing. But we need to look back at, you know, the hybrids we're planting, you know, for 2023 20, are not too awful different from the hybrids we're going to plant in 20, or we did plant in 2022. So at least have a good base um, done and kind of booked ahead of time of what you know you're going to plant of certain hybrids and brands, you know, and then from there you can make your last little. Um, if you want to look at some a little bit of plot data on some newer hybrids and varieties, and then take a look there, but at least get seventy five percent or better uh, of your seed booked ahead of time, because that's going to be the, what what you're planting today is going to be the majority of what you're going to plant next year as well. So you can always tweak your order yeah. later on to if you feel if there's extra of the new stuff, which we usually don't get enough of it to maybe get a taste anyway. So we're not going to get boxes of it anyway. You might as well order what yeah. you're going to get. And, now, there's a lot of seeds sold in the combine, so um, the month of October and November is going to be pretty heavy. But again, we're we're going to be a month behind, so we need to get orders in early. And there's we've got incentives for guys to book um, seed earlier. You know, that's a it's a key thing for us to ensure that supply is here and we get trucks here on a timely fashion and we get it to our, back to our customers what they ordered in an earlier fashion, which we all strive want to achieve here, definitely 23 and, and beyond. So I think that's vitally important. It's good, good sound advice. You mentioned plot data. Shift back over to you know harvest that we'll, we'll see in the next uh, next few weeks in, in October. I, I know the last week or two, you guys have ha- have looked at our plots, done some field checks. What are, what are some of the things you've noticed going into harvest? Whether you know maybe some things that maybe maybe surprised you going going in that you would have maybe wouldn't have expected. Stayed off a little bit longer. I think we'll be harvesting green corn again instead of it being really dead and falling off the head, just fluffing up all the time. Mm-hmm. I think we'll actually pull it through the head instead of let it all fluff up on top this year. And the earworm damage, I didn't think it was that severe till you get out there and pull it. You get a lot, and tricepta hybrids are really showing up. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely, I would agree. I didn't think it was that bad till we went out and walked plots and pulled. Wow. Hmm. Heavy dew, moisture, mornings, and 
I'm, I'm glad I came in late because I think we could have really had a tar spot issue if we would have came in earlier. Because the, the way these dews and fogs are until 10 o'clock in the morning, that's never good for a disease. It kind of helps it go right up the corn plant. Yeah. I mean, not, yeah, tar spots uh, becoming to be a bigger one. We talked about that yesterday. Um, yeah. uh, southern rust were... Uh, we're starting to see more and more of, and uh, I think you're, you'll see a, a pretty decent benefit to a fungicide application this year. Even though I think disease pressure was was low, I think the, the natural senescence, the natural uh, maturity of the corn is you're you're going to harvest green stalks, um, better grain fill, also. and uh, and dry corn potentially. So, which is always a good thing. Well, you guys have given us a lot of great information to process and some good points to some good points for the growers to keep in mind as they pick out their seed for the 2023 growing season. Um, always talk to your crop specialist if you have questions or reach out to um, Austin or Tim about those questions about seed and all the different customized options we um, have. So this has been FS Uncover, the podcast of M&M Service Company. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Podbean or your supported podcast app.